Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No but it did not appear that their submitting to this pardon was from any reformation of manners, but only to wait a more favorable opportunity to play the same game over again which he soon after effected, with greater security to himself and with much better prospect of success, having in this time cultivated a very good understanding with Charles Eden, Esquire, the governor above mentioned. The first piece of service this kind governor did to Blackbeard was to give him a right to the vessel which he had taken when he was a-pirating in the great ship called the Queen Anne's Revenge, for which purpose a court of vice-admiralty was held at Bathtown, and though Teach had never any commission in his life, and the sloop belonging to the English merchants, and taken in time of peace, yet was she condemned as a prize taken from the Spaniards by the said teach. These proceedings show that governors are but men. Before he sailed upon his adventures, he married a young creature of about sixteen years of age, the governor performing the ceremony. As it is a custom to marry here by a priest, so it is there by a magistrate. And this, I have been informed, made teach's fourteenth wife, whereof about a dozen might still be living. His behavior in this state was something extraordinary, for while his sloop lay in Ocracoke Inlet, and he assured a plantation where his wife lived, with whom, after he had lain all night, it was his custom to invite five or six of his brutal companions to come ashore, and he would force her to prostitute herself to them all, one after another, before his face. In June 1718 he went to sea upon another expedition, and steered his course toward Bermuda's. He met with two or three English vessels in his way, but robbed them only of provisions, stores, and other necessities for his present expense. But near the island aforementioned he fell in with two French ships. One of them was loaden with sugar and cocoa, and the other light, both bound to Martinico. The ship that had no lading he let go, and putting all the men of the loaded ship aboard her, he brought home the other with her cargo to North Carolina, where the governor and the pirates shared the plunder. When Teach and his prize arrived, he and four of his crew went to His Excellency and made affidavit that they found the French ship at sea, without a soul on board her, and then a court was called and the ship condemned. The governor had sixty hogsheads of sugar for his dividend, and one Mr. Knight, who was his secretary and collector for the province, twenty, and the rest was shared among the other pirates. The business was not yet done, the ship remained, and it was possible one or other might come into the river that might be acquainted with her, and so discover the roguery. But Teach thought of a contrivance to prevent this, for upon a pretense that she was leaky and that she might sink, and so stop up the mouth of the inlet or cove where she lay, he obtained an order from the governor to bring her out into the river and set her on fire, which was accordingly executed, 
and she was burnt down to the water's edge, her bottom sunk, and with it their fears of her ever rifing in judgment against them. Captain Teach, alias Blackbeard, passed three or four months in the river, sometimes lying at anchor in the coves, at other times sailing from one inlet to another, trading with such sloops as he met for the plunder he had taken, and would often give them presents for stores and provisions took from them, that is, when he happened to be in a giving humor. At other times he made bold with them and took what he liked, without saying, By your leave, knowing well they dared not send him a bill for the payment. He often diverted himself with going ashore among the planters, where he reveled night and day. By these he was well received, but whether out of love or fear I cannot say. Sometimes he used them courteously enough, and made them presents of rum and sugar in recompense of what he took from them. But as for liberties, which tis said he and his companions often took with the wives and daughters of the planters, I cannot take upon me to say whether he paid them ad valorem or no. At other times he carried it in a lordly manner towards them, and would lay some of them under contribution. Nay, he often proceeded to bully the governor, not that I can discover the least cause of quarrel betwixt them, but it seemed only to be done to shew he dared do it. The sloops trading up and down this river, being so frequently pillaged by Blackbeard, consulted with the traders and some of the best planters what course to take. They saw plainly it would be in vain to make any application to the governor of North Carolina, to whom it properly belonged to find some redress, so that if they could not be relieved from some other quarter, Blackbeard would be like to reign with impunity. Therefore, with as much secrecy as possible, they sent a deputation to Virginia to lay the affair before the governor of that colony, and to solicit an armed force from the men of war lying there, to take or destroy this pirate. This governor consulted with the captains of the two men of war, Vise, the Pearl, and Lime, who had lain in St. James's River about ten months. It was agreed that the governor should hire a couple of small sloops, and the men of war should man them. This was accordingly done, and the command of them given to Mr. Robert Maynard, first lieutenant of the Pearl, an experienced officer and a gentleman of great bravery and resolution, as will appear by his gallant behavior in this expedition. The sloops were well manned, and furnished with ammunition and small arms, but had no guns mounted. About the time of their going out, the governor called an assembly in which it was resolved to publish a proclamation, offering certain rewards to any person or persons who, within a year after that time, should take or destroy any pirate. The original proclamation being in our hands is as follows. By His Majesty's Lieutenant Governor and Commander-in-Chief of the Colony and Dominion of Virginia, a proclamation publishing the rewards given for apprehending or killing pirates. Whereas, by an act of assembly, made at a session of assembly begun at the Capitol in Williamsburg, the eleventh day of November, in the fifth year of His Majesty's reign, entitled, An Act to Encourage the Apprehending and Destroying of Pirates. It is, amongst other things enacted, that all and every person or persons who, from and after the fourteenth day of November, in the year of our Lord, 1,718, and before the fourteenth day of November, which shall be in the year of our Lord, 1,719, shall take any pirate or pirates on the sea or land, or in case of resistance shall kill any such pirate or pirates, between the degrees of thirty-four and thirty-nine of northern latitude, and within one hundred leagues of the continent of Virginia, or within the provinces of Virginia or North Carolina, upon the conviction or making due proof of the killing of all and every such pirate and pirates, 
before the governor and council shall be entitled to have and receive out of the public money in the hands of the treasurer of this colony the several rewards following that is to say for edward teach commonly called captain teach or blackbeard one hundred pounds for every other commander of a pirate ship sloop or vessel forty pounds for every lieutenant master or quartermaster boatswain or carpenter twenty pounds for every other inferior officer fifteen pounds and for every private man taken on board such ship, sloop, or vessel, ten pounds, and that for every pirate which shall be taken by any ship, sloop, or vessel belonging to this colony, or North Carolina, within the time aforesaid, in any place whatsoever, the like rewards shall be paid according to the quality and condition of such pirates. Wherefore, for the encouragement of all such persons as shall be willing to serve His Majesty and their country in so just and honorable an undertaking as the suppressing a sort of people who may be truly called enemies to mankind, I have thought fit, with the advice and consent of His Majesty's Council, to issue this proclamation, hereby declaring the said rewards shall be punctually and justly paid in current money of Virginia according to the directions of said act. And I do order and appoint this proclamation to be published by the sheriffs at their respective county houses, and by all ministers and readers in the several churches and chapels throughout this colony. Given at our council chamber at Williamsburg, this twenty-fourth day of November, 1718, in the fifth year of His Majesty's reign. God save the King. A. Spotswood End of Chapter 3, Part 1